Yes, yes. Welcome to another episode of Views from the Box. I'm here with Nana. Nana, I can't lie. I'm going to go straight to the point. After the Liverpool game, we said you man can drop points, and you've dropped points the exact same way you did last week. What's going on? Uh, irritating, fam. Oh, irritating. Absolutely irritating. For me, uh, like the, the midfield is at fault. I'm sorry. Both games, we lost control. Last game, people were talking about oh, the Anfield crowd. It's not because Anfield crowd, they are made for forgot they didn't know how to regain control in the game. Today, again, was it the West Ham crowd? Or was it because um the players that we looked to, to keep control in the game, they didn't do their jobs? I.e. party. I mentioned your name, Sam. Like, outside the jungle, you're the controller, fam. You're meant to get the ball down, get it moving, and then you let Odegaard do his thing, bro. If he's not doing his job properly, yeah, but falls apart, fam. Because midfield is a very important position. Look at Rodri. When he gets the ball, yeah, controller, fam. He sets the sets the tempo. He doesn't make any dumb mistakes in possession. When City need him, yeah, he's there. Gets the job done. Look at yesterday. See, went two up here. He knows game done, yeah. Just pop plopping about. No dumb passes. No some barrel flicks. No stupidity <laughs> on the ball. Yeah, what, what was he doing with that flick? Because that, that, that flick was silly, man. Like, the fact that he attempted that in the position that he was in is very arrogant, in my opinion. And, and also, no, no, because of the most, yeah. When we lose control in the game, he's never there to help us regain it, fam. That's what pisses me off the most. And, and, and look at Rice. The Arsenal fans who talk down on Rice here, that's how you, you you gain control for your team in the game, whereby down to the cosh. That's what Rice did today, fam. So in, all that, in, in that aspect, yeah, Arsenal needs to respect Rice as well, fam, and, and, and to give Declan Rice his kudos. He done his thing today. Arsenal needs to respect Declan Rice more. Fair enough, you might like what Caicedo does here, but both players, one of them needs to be standing moving forward. And that's that. And people need to respect Rice. What was that about Rice's performance today that, that impressed you? Because I feel like with Rice, the biggest criticism that people give him is on the ball, starting build-up play. But in terms of transitions and off the ball, pressing, driving with the ball, he's excellent. Oh, I excellent. have to, I have also, to give him that with those also, attributes. You can, excellent. you can trust him to win his duels, yeah, bad game or not. Even if he's having a bad game, yeah, you can trust him to win his duels. Get in, win the ball back. Just, just you know, like, doing his primary job as a midfielder, Old-fashioned way, get the ball down, play it to the ball, ball, ball players. Yeah, let them do their thing. Sometimes that's what that's what you need, especially in a title race. Nothing elaborate, especially when you're two and up. You just need someone to you know win their duels, get the ball down, play the simple pass, play it to the ball players, let them do their thing. Sometimes that's overcomplicate things, and that's what Party did today. And he was not there to help us regain control. We lost control, and that was that. Jojo came back on, yeah. Jojo came on, we got some control back, but at the end of the day, damage was done. <laughs> damage was done already. Like we didn't even look like getting the third goal, bro. Like for example, yeah, against Villa, where where was two two, you could feel like yeah, Arsenal are gonna grab a goal or two. Uh, and I, like the Bournemouth game, another game where it was deadlocked, you could feel like Arsenal, an Arsenal goal was coming. Today, yeah, I don't feel like a goal was coming after the Arsenal made two two. In my honest opinion, so overall, yeah, I'm, I'm just annoyed here because it's players that that should know better, yeah, that are dropping, and this ain't the time to be messing up. It's a running games are running out. Bro, the only thing I'll say is, I said it earlier, I think game week 18, game week 19, but this is the part of the season when crazy things happen, where teams who are playing for their lives just put on performance of the season. Because you have to bear in mind, West Ham also played midweek, and normally in the season, West Ham is playing midweek, they're going to flop on the weekend. But April, May time, everyone is fighting for something. And you have another game against Southampton coming up soon. You need to make sure that becomes three points because at this present point in time, if City win all their games, they're champions. Like, my honest opinion, yeah, 
if Arsenal don't, win, don't get seven wins with doing the towel, uh, even if you get a point at Etihad, yeah, it won't be enough to give them a psychological boost yeah, to win the remaining games. If we do win our city, I'm confident we win all our games. If we get a draw, even then, I'll still be sceptical about us being perfect between that and the season, my honest opinion. For me, it's seven wins or bust, plus five clean sheets. Since Holden's come here, I've not kept a clean sheet. You can't win a title, yeah, if you can't if it, keep a clean sheet in, in the running. Honestly. No, 100%. Like, you need to lock teams out. And you cannot score two a game yet and, and not be guaranteed three points. Come, yeah. I'm two up. You guys, three looking, points. you guys are looking a lot more fragile since Saliba has gone off. And going forward, even though, yes, you're creating chances to score goals, you're not creating as many chance as much chance as you were earlier on in the season. But the thing is, but to be fair, it's only been the last two games, it's been like that. This, this is what happens in the running. and you just need to be more clinical. Like, you had a penalty today that could have made a 3 one that, we were clinical with like... two goals. Like, two goals should be enough in the running. I'm sorry. Like, for me, that, that, the second mission was was was, was, was tying in, in, in the grand scheme of things. The rule issue if, is, no, why, if you, why are we relinquishing a two-goal lead? But if you think about it, if Saka scores that penalty, your two-goal lead is back straight after half-time. No, it scores it, it makes a 3-1. But end of the day, why are we considering two stupid goals again? Like, for me, the defence is pissing me off as a unit. It's actually getting annoying now. Every fucking game, making dumb mistakes. Like, you've got the hair, you're leading the, flip, the flipping clean sheets, clean sheet race. The Rams have been mashing what these weeks, yeah, and we're considering dumb goals, sir, in the running. You're not just on the fucking title, yeah, if you're making those dumb mistakes in the running. Honestly. How, how, do, you, how do you feel about your title uh, chances now? Like, right, right now, yeah, no room for error. Seven wins or bust. Seven wins or bust. Don't, they don't get seven wins, you're not winning the title. And also, add five clean sheets to that as well. Honestly, seven wins and five clean sheets. That's that's what I fucking want. If you don't get that, we're not winning the title. End of. Is 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 Saliba gonna be fit for the running? Because I feel like he's badly needed in that. Based, I, I just said he's he's progressing well, but we don't want to rush him back. I'm sorry. You either playing for these pumping injections or you end the season. You cannot be doing halfway housing. It's either you don't want to damage his career long term. Fair enough. We're him out for the season. Let me know where we stand. Or give him the damn injections here, painful injections here, and let him play through the injury. You, just, you can't halfway house it. Because right now, it's cost us two games in a row now with no sleeper, whereby he would have been of help in, in the aspect of aiding us to push off our defensive line. Last few games here, our defensive line has been the lowest it's ever been this season. You know who that's because of? Rob Holden. Also, what pissed me off the most here, Tom Yasu, who was bought for this occasion, fam. He's versus Lacey. Idiot goes and does his knee here, going for a stupid tackle, bro, against what's going in Lisbon. That's one guy who also needs some heat. Always get injured in important moments, sir. Second season in a row, yeah. Where about his fitness has been for Gazy, the running, bro. Like, come on. If Tomiassi is fit, you don't even see holding, bro. We, we can already shuffle and put Tommy at centre back, or you keep Tommy at right back and put Ben White back in centre back. Why we can't, unfortunately, because he goes and does his knee. So, like, it's just fucking jarring, man. Fucking jarring. Also, I will say that I was not happy with the Jesus sub. Unless the medical team is not such as here, why can't Jesus complete 90 minutes today? Or at least 80. My honest opinion, yeah, Saka should have come off. Because that's two back-to-back games he's been poor. Like, he's not above getting hooked or above getting dropped. No no, no player is like, in like, the Arsenal team at the moment. If Odegaard can get taken off at Anfield, Saka can get taken off. In my like, honestly, so um, in that, that regard, yeah, it's using to stay on, especially in how we're struggling right now to maintain control in games. It's used to, he's used to play at least 80, 90 minutes, in my honest opinion. But, as you said, it's still in our hands here. But for me, honestly, unless I get seven Ws and five clean sheets, I don't see us winning it. And the players need to hold that. I'm not going to lie. They're, they're big men now. They're showing us that they're big men and they shall be judged as, judged as big men. 
Get me, fam. Like, if they don't complete their job, they hold their lips, come back stronger and, and get the job done, bruv. Well and truly, no sympathy for these men. I don't want to see no, oh, they're young, or oh, no, they're big men now. And they'll be judged as big men. They've shown that they, they are of that level, whereby they need to be judged to high standards. So if, if they go and mess it up and don't win the title, they need to hold their licks, fam. Now, also, I'm not talking about the agenda bullshit, whereby, oh, they're bottlers, da, da, da. Nah, hold their licks. You fucked up. At a crucial moment, you were sloppy and squashed their towel. And see, one thing I learned this team, yeah, they never learn from mistakes, yeah, when they get away with it. They always need to be taught a harsh lesson for them to, to get a drum in their head. Like last season, those three games we fucked up, yeah, which eventually cost us top four. They come back harder and now in a title race. If it's going to take us losing the title to see like that, for them to learn, so be it. Because at the end of the day, but, we have close calls this season whereby they're still making the same mistakes in, during the running. But if they fail against Man City, wouldn't you be concerned that after two seasons in a row that they've crumbled in the running? No, because because it's two different things that they went for. Top four races in from from a from a Premier League race. You're up against City, whereby you need to be perfect. End of the day, yeah, but you need to be it, perfect it, then it, as well. I know, but in the other normal season, yeah, seven wins and two draws in nine games, yeah, you're calm. You're thinking, yeah, this is calm. This is normal. But of course, City are, are this beast, yeah. It's but like, you knew what you knew what you were going up against. I don't know, I'm going up against it, but I wouldn't be worried. Yeah, I'll be worried again if I happen again the first season. Whereby it's the same context as in going for a title with C. I'll give them um, grace because it's a new setting, it's a new level that they're playing at. Next season, you've now played for top four race and a title and a title race. You now have nowhere to hide. You've gone through both experiences, so produce. That's that's where I'm coming from. You get me. So if they don't complete the job, hold their licks, learn from it, come back stronger. And they better come back stronger. So um yeah, seven wins, five clean sheets, otherwise no title. And stepping away from the title race for a bit, do you think West Ham have enough to stay up at the minute? Because the relegation mean? relegation uh, battle is still tight. Look at look at Leicester's fixtures and look at Nottingham Forest's fixtures. Everton, like those those three teams are worse than West Ham. So are Leeds. West Ham should be fine. You're correct now, yeah, that bottom three is going to be Southampton, Leicester, and Nottingham Forest, in my honest opinion, for now. So you, so you think, so you don't think Leicester have enough about them to stay up? You think they're down and buried? They got some chances against City, but I don't know. If they can get some the, the, the confidence back up, get some clean sheets and some W's, maybe, because all it takes is three, four games and things change dramatically. But as of right now, I don't see where they're going to get the, that, that next win from. Yeah, it's looking peak for them at the minute. Looking very peak. But Man City, what's that? Seven wins in a row. Uh, Comps, yeah. If if they win the game in hand, they're what one point behind you. One point behind you. They've they've closed the gap and they've closed it drastically, and they're finding form just at the right time. And it was another easy W for them. What what, what do you think of City's ascendancies at the right time? Because they also smacked by three 0 during yeah. the week. I tweeted earlier, they are the masters of control and that's why they've dominated the league so much. When you control games in every aspect, it's very hard to drop points because you control every situation. If you've got the opposition camped in their own half, nine minutes at a time, consistently throughout the season, you, you're going to barely drop points. And that's why they've been one of the best teams in the Premier League era. And that's why they've gone four out of five on the pep because supreme control, they're masters of control. And yesterday was an example of master control. Three up, if they could easily go on four, five, six and hit Leicester for eight if they wanted to. But Pep decided to, you know, rest with his main guys for buying next week and they became complacent and conceded some dumb chances and they won three one in the end. But otherwise, 
that game should be five no. So it's game state tax in my honest opinion. People try to say, oh, Leicester got a man see. Nah, they threw up and took the fourth of the gas completely. And that's why Leicester got chances. But nah, can't say any more about Man C. Masters of control. And right now it's advantage city in the tower race. Nah, it definitely is advantage city in the tower race because down the run, Erling Haaland has equaled Salah's record. He's about to break it. What a legend. And it's crazy because they've gone from, what, two months ago to them not having the greatest season to potentially winning the treble. It's like cookie crumbles, G. They've been there, done it. So we've talked to all City fans here. They were like, as long as we stay in, in touch with Arsenal, they're running, they'll be there. And right now, they're there. It's in their hands. If I'm a City fan, I'm thinking, be Arsenal Etihad, we're champions. That game is literally winner takes all. Yeah, that that's 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 gonna be an epic game, and I honestly can't wait for it. I hope both teams win between now and then. But look, well, City's next game is you, isn't it? Because yeah, the yeah. Brighton one got rearranged. Well, I hope you win all your games between now and then because that'll just make that game a lot more epic. And I think that game is gonna be pretty oh, close. When it takes also, also one thing I would say is uh, for Arsenal, you cannot win the title if if you can't at least take one point off City. You don't deserve in the title. You can't take at least one point off City. The reason why we can we can even get a point and still be in control is because of how amazing we won the first half of the season. Yeah. But if you go and lose at Etihad, yeah, you do not deserve to win the title because every single team that has won the title since 2017-18, outside of City, has at least been has, has been City at least once. Liverpool yeah. did it. And Chelsea, Chelsea did, did it. Did a double over them. Yeah. So in our case, even a point might be good enough for us, assuming we go 100% in other games. So if you can't get at least one point of City, based on how much points we've garnered in the first half of the season, that makes it um, good enough to get a point at City and we're still in the title. If you can't do that, you do not deserve to win the title. You cannot go zero, zero out of six against your title rivals yeah, and expect to win the title. That's a disgrace. The you only thing to do that yeah. The, the last team to do that was Leicester, and that was because of how shit Arsenal were, that Leicester could afford to lose twice to Arsenal and still win their title comfortably. So when it's a close title race, you have to get something from your rival. And look, you know you have to get something from City. The players will definitely know they have to get something from City. So let's see how they turn up. They cannot play like they did in the second half against Liverpool. They cannot play like they did in some part of the game against West Ham because City will kill you and they'll score 2-3. You're seeing the form that Erlen Haaland is in, Kevin De Bruyne, Gunnar Stones. They're in amazing form at the minute. So you need to fix up and you might need to fix up quickly because, bro... Five clean sheets more. If we can see more than 35 goals, I'll be so pissed off because that's literally top four defending, bro. If you can see more than 35 goals, that is top four form, bro. That is top four numbers, fam. Attack-wise, we are playing at at a tight level, attack-wise, because we're on course on 90 goals. But if we can see more than 35, right now we're on 31 goals conceded, or is it 30? Something like that. If we end up conceding more than 35, that, that is top four form, bro. Like, what the yeah. fuck is that? What the fuck is that, bro? What City on? Um, they played a game less. I think they're on that like, 29 goals conceded. So they could also concede up to the mid-30s. But that's if if, if your rival is doing the same, that's fine. But if one of us concedes more than 35, that's that's nasty. Like who the fuck wins a tower with, with 40 goals conceded, bro? Like last time, last team to do that was United, but they had won the tower in April, so they're basically coasting. And five of those forty was on, was on, was in the final leg against West Brom. Fair, fair. 
But look, you guys need to, you guys know what you need to do, and I hope it's a good game. But if City win the treble, what are we saying about this City team? Because they would have won best, the treble. Best it Premier been, League team ever. It would have been what Pep's first time he's had to come from behind in the title race. Yeah. His first Champions League outside of Barcelona, and then what's it? His third FA Cup. Yeah. If they do the trouble, Man City are the greatest ever team to grace the Premier League era. Do you think they can do the trouble? First of all, it's in their hands. Beat Arsenal, they're champions in my opinion. As I said, winner takes all that game. Champions League, beat Real Madrid, they're effectively champions of Europe. FA Cup, that's a formality. They'll dispatch yourself for United and dispatch with whoever they face in the final. So, right now, everything's in their hands. I honestly feel like the two teams that can stop City from immortality or Real Madrid and Arsenal, honestly speaking. But who do you trust to do their job? I trust Real Madrid more because they've just been there, done that. I trust Real Madrid. I don't know if I trust Arsenal. Yeah, because right now, last two weeks, they've been immature, absolutely immature performances. And also, the, the, the most annoying part is here is from the experienced players. Yeah, the, your, your old heads need to fix that because you look at that city, look at what their old heads are doing. Look at what De Bruyne is doing. Look at what Gunnarwin is doing. Look at what Diaz is doing. The experienced players stepping up, Rodri coming up, being like, look, listen, in the run-in, you have to put in eight out of ten performances and we'll show you how to do that. It lifts everyone. Look at Jack Grealish, Erling Haaland as well. Yeah, if you look at Arsenal, our old, old heads who are starters are... If you want, if you want to cross old heads, it's probably the ones that are 25 and over. So Zinchenko, old head, because at City, been there, done that. He's been fine to be far apart from that Liverpool game where we were shaky, but otherwise, I'll, I'll give him that. Um, Jesus... He's since he's come for injury, he's been balling. I'm not gonna hold him, he's been balling. It's part and Jacker here yeah, that needs to, you know, find an extra gear in these final weeks. Find an extra gear, find it, or otherwise, yeah, looking spooky for you in the eyes of the fans. Not gonna lie, nah, hella spooky. But look, let's see what happens. They put you in, they put you guys in this position at the minute, so let's give them the benefit of the doubt. You have Southampton at home, I expect you to. Fr- to dispatch of them. Oh, if you don't leave that game with at least five goals, I'll be pissed off. Like, it's a time to be killers. It's all, it's all about three points, bro. It doesn't matter. Damon wins are not that deep. I need an emphatic win here to go into that CD game. I need an emphatic win to go into that CD game. I'm not going to lie. Because these last two games have been a shambles. Liverpool, yeah. fair enough, you can hide behind all oh, its Anfield. But then again, what good team you hide behind the excuse of Anfield, fam? You're no longer top four, top four just, fam. You're tactical contenders, fam. There's no excuses. For certain performances, City can hack Anfield with the crowd. City haven't been us, so bro, Anfield's a hard place to go. I don't know about, don't, don't underestimate here, it. As a good team, you cannot hide behind the Anfield excuse. You played bad on that day, and it's not because of the, of the fans who shouting in your face. It's because certain man didn't perform well and truly. That, that's how, how I see it. And it's a fair way to look at things, in my honest opinion. If you're a good team, you cannot hide behind the excuse of of, of the opposition fans shouting in your face, bro. What sort of bitch excuse is that? Leave, leave that for the top four for the, for the shit teams, bro. Don't come to high standards if you're, if, you're, if, you're, if you're a good team. How come how come City can't hack it then? And we're talking about what one of the greatest Premier League teams we've ever seen. United couldn't hack it. Yeah, even when you're yeah, winning towers, yeah, they're, they're getting bucked at Anfield on the left. Huh? Exactly. So, bro, Anfield's a hard place to go. That's one thing about Gary Neville that he said was right. Brexit always used to say, win at Anfield, you win the league. And more time, if you win at Anfield, you win the league. So it's easier said than done. But look, 
the most important game for Arsenal now is the Southampton game. Southampton, yeah. And the bomb, there, it's done. Completely you can't done. afford you can't afford to drop points against last place at home in the title race. You can't. You, now, really if you, can't. Do that, you, you don't deserve the title. I don't give a fuck what you've, if you've done since August. If you at this point in the season, yeah, mistakes are terminal. Very terminal. Very very terminal. But uh, moving away from the title race, bro. Why go on for Spurs? Nah, as I said during the season, they've sabotaged themselves. Like, Arsenal got themselves in their title race, and Spurs started screaming, it's a bad season, we should be competing for titles. And look at them. Faltering their top four race that was in their hands. Just so sabotaging themselves. Poor mentality. I know for a fact, if Arsenal were, were chasing top four with Spurs, do you think Spurs would capitulate like this? Or would their fans throw in the towel? Talking about, oh, we need to aim for higher. I don't know if their fans will throw in the towel, but the way Spurs are playing, I, I don't even think it has to do with us. I just think they're just playing poorly at the minute. You had Conte, which you've called from early with poor tactics, and then you hire Stellini, who just plays the exact same way. Com- combine that with the fact that Kulisewski's not informed, Son is not informed, even though he's scoring goals. The only one who is informed is Harry Kane. Look at their team. There's hardly any quality in that team. Romero, who's one of, meant to be one of the better players, Pedro Porro has been signed and he's been poor. Like this Spurs team, the fact that they're so close to the top four, I think, is not because of how good they've been. Yeah. It's because of how poorly United and Newcastle have been in part of the season. But oh, Harry Kane. and Harry Kane as well, he's having a world class season. But to lose to Bournemouth three two are not the fact that you lost to Bournemouth. Bournemouth what is that winners? deserved winners and they came to Spurs to play. They pressed Spurs high and they were trying to build up from the back. <laughs> That's the ultimate disrespect. From a team that's fighting relegation. Yeah. Like, I know I said that crazy things will happen, but wartime, the better team in quotation marks always dominate the game and dominate the ball and Spurs haven't done that and I feel like moving forward, Daniel Levy needs to go back to the drawing board because what he's done since Poch has been an absolute disaster in terms of the no, coaches. Like, things aren't changing. They're still looking to renew Eric Dyer. Not, not, nothing, nothing's changing. Okay, you see, with decisions like that, Spurs will always stay where they are because they have to gut the squad and start again. They have a lot of draws that don't need to play. No, I don't think things going to change because they, they want to renew um, um, Eric Dyer. I think Hoybjerg is also going to get a renewal. Or has it been signed already? I don't know. Was it last season that he signed? But it is what it is, man. Um, I don't think how players like Hoiberg are the problem. Players like Davison Sanchez. Bro, this guy came up on, what, halfway through the first half and got taken off in the first 10 minutes of the second got half. Off. That was one of the worst cameos. And Ajax fleeced Spurs for 40 million. <laughs> Absolutely. You got, you got a big move here off, off the next hard work, you know? Bro, look, this is how you just have to thank your agent when they pull moves like that. Moves to London, playing the Champions League a couple of times. Pretty sure he was part of the squad when they made the Champions League final. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but, for, but, for, but Spurs, yeah, for them to really understand where they are, yeah, they only even need to let Kane go. The longer he keeps Kane around, the, the longer they can st- stick to this delusion that they can do something. And also, the less money that they'll be able to make for Harry Kane, they need to maximise it. Oh, they can. Levy is still asking for 100 more, you know. The guy who has one year left asking for 100 more. When did you just take 80 and run? You know what's even crazy? Last summer, City said out of Sterling, Laporte, and Jesus, 
pick two plus 80 million. And what did this idiot do? He said, 140 or bust. And look that Sterling and Jesus would have improved. Sterling rejected them, but Jesus and Laporte could have been yeah. convinced with a nice pay package. Especially yeah. with Conte coming in later during the season. Well, look, Spurs need to go back to the game players like Deli Ali when they got him, Jan Vertonghen, and Toby Alderweireld, but it's looking peak for them. But they're not the only London team who are absolutely marrying with the squad building. And I know we've not spoken about them for a while, but we need to chat about Chelsea now, bro. This is the third manager. They're six points above the relegation zone. They spent, what, close to 600, 600 million in six months. 600 million in six months under this poor. Talk to me about Todd Bowley and Chelsea because this squad does not look like a squad that 600 million has been spent on it. Um, Todd Bowley's biggest mistake was kicking Tuchel out. Absolute idiot. If you look at Abramovich when he first came in, he sat down with Ranieri and built a team that was going to win it eventually. So eventually, if Ranieri left, Chelsea was still in a good position and he got Mourinho. So he spent sustainably for the first year and gave Ranieri a chance to, you know, keep the ship settled. But and he, fin- fact- he finished second, to be yeah, fair to him. Yeah, finished second. And he got moved on for Mourinho, so it was a perfect transition. But, but this American, Mr. Know-it-all, comes in, becomes very patronising to Tuchel, the relationship breaks down and he sacks him because he had his Potter wet dream. I don't know who gassed up Potter to Todd Bowley. Because if you're going to sack Tuchel, like, bear in mind, the Zerbi was a free agent. And this American decided to go and pay 20 mil to release Potter and his trip and his and his um and his coaching staff just for him to sack him a few months later. Biggest L. And, and thirdly, he even sabotaged Potter. Instead of just sitting down with Potter and saying, you know what? Let's just salvage the team and just gut the squad from January up until summer. Just gut the squad. Mark down the players you want. Players that you want sold, do not play them. Ostracize them. And I'll deal with that. Like what Crunky did with um Arteta. Tell me the players you don't want. And I'll deal with it. Just focus on coaching with the players that you want to keep. What does this guy do instead? Signs way more players. To add to makes, an already massive shit show. Makes things harder for Potter. Makes the problem a lot worse. Yeah. And now, yeah, now finally, choice fans are seeing the bigger picture. When this guy was hijacking doors, you were like, yeah, or oh, oh, big club. But where has he got you? Where has he got you? This is not squad building. This is just idiocy. Because Abramovich told him, yeah, yeah, I, I need you to commit one billion to 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 um to build in the playing squad. Does not mean spend that one billion in the space of two years. You've already gone through 600, 600 more. Like Abramovich not told his man to spend one billion in one summer or in, or in one goal. That could have been spread across five windows. But then again, if you spend two hundred more per window, something's going wrong. You're not meant to spend big every window. Yeah. So Tottenham has really fucked up, and now it's a, it's a disgusting mess. The only positions whereby they can look back and say, you know what? It's okay. We don't need major surgery. It's, it's the back line. And they're still trying to keep Cole. You have five centre-backs. Why are you trying to keep Cole? So who's leaving for who? Uh, because I, I'm still hearing that they want to renew Thiago Silva. Who's going to buy Koulibaly? Because no one's buying Koulibaly for them to load wages. Is, is, is Chalaba getting sacrificed? They're certainly not going to be um, Fofana. and Fofana. Certainly not them. So what's Cole coming in? They, they're going to hold him hostage. For what? You got Madison, Madison out, out there as well, who could have easily been indicated this season, but he decided to spend 60 million on Cucurella. 
Now, this signing of players here because Club X wants him here is stupid. It's the biggest, it's the biggest mistake you can make in the transfer market. And Chelsea are, are, are feeling the effects. Todd Bowley is too overzealous. Let your directors do their job. Now, even the, the manager search, you've hired your directors. They want Nagelsmann, young manager who can grow the team. And Todd Bowley and, and, and Ekbali are pushing for Enrique. And that's why they're, they're still mate. And they've got Lampard just to, you know, give them time to, you know, come to an agreement of who the new manager is. Like, it's absolute shit show at Chelsea. And Todd Bowley is the one at fault. The blame lies squarely at his feet. And Chelsea fans are finally seeing it after being blinded by the retail therapy, which was ill-advised. So, you know what? Fuck Chelsea, man. And fuck Bowley as well. They can hold that. Like, all this spending money there. Like, that, 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 the way that you can meet... What are you saying for? <laughs> like, the way that you can meet the gases up spending, like, 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 we've seen with Pep coming in, aimless spending is not the move, fam. It, you have to spend with purpose. Spend with that's purpose. What, as that's, what Chelsea, that's what Chelsea haven't done. Because, like you said, the only position that is fixed is the back line. And even there, there's an issue. They need to fix the wing back. Let's see what Gusto does um, in terms of midfield, which is very important for a title winning or a very good team that hasn't been fixed. They don't have the profiles. And up until now, they still don't have a certified goal scorer. I'm not talking about a striker, even an inside forward that can guarantee them 50. between between 13 and 16 goals. They don't have that at the minute. So they need major surgery. They, Bowley needs to focus on building the spine. He needs to oh, focus on... He needs on, to let his directors do their job. And he yeah. needs to fuck off. And he needs to gut the squad as well because they have way too many players. I'm pretty sure they have like 29 squad players. It's 33. So, 33. 33. So that, that needs to be trimmed down. But what's happening at the minute, it needs to be spoken about because being six points above the relegation zone with that amount of money played... And the only reason great. why they're not in a relegation battle is because Tuchel won six games in his first 10. Which, which is crazy. So, the the manager that you fell out with is better. Than... You know, you don't find relegation right now. But look, let let let's see. Because the fact that Frank Lampard is there, I honestly can't believe it. Like, <laughs> I can't believe he's back managing at the Champions League. A guy who's lost sixteen of his last eighteen, something crazy like that. So, and you already know that Real Madrid are coming to to Bernabeu. I'm to Stamford Bridge to win that game so it's this season's a right off for Chelsea I can't even lie like even for Chelsea fans I'd say Chelsea fans are very naive if they think they're going to be back next season with oh you you basically get the right manager and we'll we'll be there competing next season what what divine right do you have to compete next season your midfield is still a shambles your attack is full of different profiles again same problem they had on under Tuchel an attack made up of different profiles Mujic and Madweka are touchdown wingers and you've got Honestly, man, it's fucked up. And and they don't want to sign Felix in a permanent door, even though you've got him to be coming in. Same player, same type of player. They just want to hold players, and this hoarding of players is going to be the downfall because, like we we said it with Tuchel, we said it this season. If you look at Arsenal, if you look at City now, if you look at Liverpool, you know who the starting eleven is, or you know seven or eight players out of the starting eleven, the key players. With Chelsea, I don't think you know that, and they need to fix that as soon as possible, starting this summer. I don't think it's going to happen, but that's what needs to happen if they want to get back to the top. But it's crazy, six hundred million, and you're six points above the relegation zone. That's crazy. Yeah, it serves them right, man. It serves them right. 
Spending Imola is the dumbest thing you can do in football, as we've seen with Manu. We've seen it with Real Madrid. Even Real Madrid have stopped spending Imola Even when they spend there, it's with purpose. Even the biggest club in the world, they whereby they can buy who they want. They spend them with purpose. And yet, one, one arrogant American thinks he can just spend, 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 spend. Thinking hijacking those makes, make, uh, I don't, you know what? Lesser the better, man. Like, Boldy, biggest, biggest idiot of the season. Biggest idiot of the season. Yeah, this this has been a poor start to his uh, ownership, but look, let's let's see what next season brings. Before we end this episode, yeah. Uh Haaland 32 goals. Do you think he's player of the season? Guaranteed. And what do you think of Erlen Haaland? Because that's crazy in his first season. First season because Salah, when he played for Liverpool, he had already played for Chelsea, so it wasn't his first season. First, he's already equaled the record in a 38 game season, and he can even break the record. That's for a 42. Yeah. Remember, the start of the season, I said they would get 35 to 40 in it. Yeah, man. It was, everyone knew he was being a record. It was, he was always being a record with the amount of chances City create and with how this guy loves sniffing out chances. It was obvious he was going to be the record. I'm even surprised it's taking him this late to get to 32, in my honest opinion. It could have been earlier if he didn't get injured. And also that that blip that he had after the World Cup. Yeah. See, after the World Cup, he bagged against Leeds. He bagged against Leeds, but remember Chelsea? There was Chelsea, there was um, United as well, where he was kept quiet. There was another game, Everton Spurs, as well. The Spurs game, I think. Yeah. Spurs as well. So those yeah, four yeah. games. Yeah, true, 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 true. Yeah, yeah. yeah but anyway, even still. The start of the season, if you put £100 to, for Holland to beat the record year, you would have made a decent return. It's not surprising. Also, he's even scary that he hasn't even got the pep refinement package yet. Right yeah. now, it's just Harland. He's raw soft. He hasn't downloaded the the pep package, so it's spooky next season. He might even do 50 new goals, bro. You see the way Ronaldo and Messi treat La Liga from him? You think that's how Harland's going to... It was crazy. Got... He, he won't have a competitor. The nearest competitor will probably be back 30. It'll probably be Harry Kane. If he goes United. True. If he goes United, because I I feel like at the moment that's the only striker that we have in the Premier League that can compete with Erling Haaland for goals. And even now, Harry Kane's at what 23, 24? <laughs> yeah, he's he's having a very good season, but Haaland's already on 32. Yeah, it's so big. He's gonna break the record against Arsenal, man. So big. Fuck fuck's sake, man. It is what he's though. Nah, it is, it is what it is. It is what it is. But guys, this has been another episode of Views from the Box. Nana's sweating for the first time this season. Take care. No, I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm just pissed off, man. <laughs>